0: Well, hey, hey, welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I am your host. My name is NeNe. Thank you so much for joining. This is the final episode of this month's series where we're talking about struggle to success. I hope you've been enjoying it. I have a wonderful guest on that um, I think you will thoroughly enjoy. So please take a listen. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend. And... Have a wonderful morning, day, or night, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks. Mm, Wrong one. All right. Dina, we are here. I'm so excited. This is month three. I haven't had you on the podcast yet. And I want you to introduce yourself because she is an author. She is a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. She is, gosh, she's everything. And I love walking through glass. I just... The title, I don't... I mean, I love the podcast. She has everything. But I want her to tell her... Tell the audience. I always say tell the people.
1: Tell the people. tell, the, tell people. the people. Tell the
0: people about you, Dina. Please.
1: Wow. Oh, this is such an awesome experience, number one, to just be a guest on all things Dorothy's Daughter. Just knowing the background and the impetus behind it is so meaningful, not only because of who you are, because of who your mom was. Oh, yeah. And so... And oh, explaining, uh, explaining a little bit about me, I got to tell you a little bit about the impact she had on my life and all of those days of, of, you know, being in high school and being young and the impact that your mom had. And I think I have, I was looking at one of my treasure boxes and I still have one of the little cards that she used to give out that really told you about like Bible scriptures, kind of reminds me <laughs> of like some of the Catholics ones used to give out, but she would always give you ones so that you always knew. Here's the point. The poignant part of that is that to keep God first, And no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, is that if you keep God first, everything else will fall in line. And that was still to this day uh, a big part of that. And my mom, again, as well, really imparted the the identity of uh, understanding is more of a better usage of the word, understanding that you have to really have clarity about who you are and how Mm -hmm. you show up. And that your circumstances and situations don't set that. So, in sharing who I am today, um, Dr. Dina C. Brown, officially known to my clients. Can I just say Dr. Dina ah, C. You can Brown? Say it. I just love saying. Dr. Yes. <laughs> is that is my clients really call me the catalyst because I make shift happen. Mm-hmm. Meaning that once we connect, whether it's personally, professionally, or spiritually, you are not allowed. I will hold you accountable not to stay in the same place. You've got to move. You got to do something that's new and when I realized that that was my calling, that wasn't just a pipe dream or a wish, it really um, underlines everything that I am today. So as an author, as a coach, as a speaker, as a person that really helps entrepreneurs really implement enterprise systems into their business to scale to newer heights, extraordinary heights far beyond that they ever considered, I think back to those early days of all the people that poured into me mm-hmm. and said that there's more in you, that you have more to give, and that you are here on this earth to add value, and so I'm watching you, and your mother was one of those people mm-hmm. that just had such an extraordinary part in my life.
0: Yeah, that, that freaking, that's <laughs> super amazing, Dina, but this think about this, right? Even before you became yes. this guru, right? I I personally hate the word guru. I was gonna say, like, can
1: we say diva? Diva I'm, not, I'm really not and, and when I say yeah. diva, I think about divine, intentional, victoriously aware mm-hmm. woman with a purpose. Yep. And that a guru today is just begun some watered down. I know yep. that words are what you make it and how you perceive it. Yep. But when I have individuals speak about me that I like to clarify about who I am mm-hmm. is that for me I'm an ambassador for change. Yep. And yep. that, and I'm a strategist for change.
0: <laughs> yep. So tell me this though, you know, um, Dr. Dina, we think about where we came from and I'm a little biased because I know <laughs> where we came from. So I'm going to try people. I'm going to try to be unbiased in this conversation. No, just be you. But <laughs> thinking about where we came from, let's talk a little bit about before Dr. Dina C. Brown yes. became Dr. Dina C. Brown as that younger lady, even before you went to San Diego State and left me people, but oh we won't God. even there. That's go a whole story. It's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but um think about that and where did you think or what were your desires and goals when we came from San Bernardino around, mm-hmm. you know, Duffy Street where the train derailed? Mm-hmm. What, um what were you thinking of the future Doctor Dina Brown?
1: Well, because my journey started before San Bernardino, that that was part of the journey, but not necessarily the start of my journey because I moved to San Bernardino from Los Angeles mm. and then from the Valley. And so I have to actually, that's an integral part about who I am yeah. going to schools and, I, and being bused during my mm-hmm. time frame, we were, we were bused. And so I lived in Van Nuys. And I lived in the San Fernando Valley, but yet I was bused to a school in Woodland Hills. Mm. And I was selected to be one of the individuals that was bused to a school first actually in Oxnard and then in Woodland Hills because of how I showed up. Oh, I wow. was one of the the smart ones. And I would get those little labels. You
0: talk differently.
1: I talk differently. <laughs> or right. I'll say, like, you're not like them. Who's them? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And that because everybody in my family sounds like me. Right. Okay. Everybody in my family has a certain understanding. Mm-hmm. So those words, especially in the 70s, I am 29 plus tax and gratuity no matter what you hear, <laughs> is that in the 70s when we began to look at and they began to pull talent from minority communities to bust them into white communities to integrate schools oh, wow. they pulled some of the best and the brightest and i'm forever grateful for being one of those but that struggle
0: mm.
1: and what it actually does to a young person mm-hmm. is is you can't even really explain it because it was like, you're not like them. So I had to kind of battle and struggle with what do you mean? Because I didn't necessarily fit in this new whitewashed world. Mm. And then because of the way I've always spoken, I didn't necessarily fit in my community. Mm -hmm. So where am I? Where should I actually be? Right. How do do I show up? And so I'm forever grateful to my mom by sharing and telling us no one will ever define you unless you allow it. Yeah. And so you... Personally, have the power to give people power over you. What do you choose? Mm. Yeah. And my mom used to just say those things, and now I call them Ruby Louises. um <laughs> now that I'm older. because Thanks, Ruby Louise. I know. And she used to say that. And so she says, if someone is not literally what they call you, what are you answering to? Do you have clarity about who you are? Hmm. Know who you are. Because in the midst of every battle, every struggle, no matter what's going on, if you don't know who you are, you will get lost. Right. And you'll get just you know, pulled away out to sea. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't understand the power of her words until I got older, but my mom always spoke that to us. And even at times when she was a single mother, Mm -hmm. because my mom and dad got divorced when I was very, very young. And then they had a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't see my dad as much as I wanted to. And then my dad actually passed from leukemia. Wow! But this is after I then moved to San Bernardino. So all of this is in my head and going on. "Who Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And in my family, I come from a family of dynamic people. How many? many? There's nine of us. Nine. Okay, there's nine of us. Yeah. And they're very beautiful people. (laughs) They're very dynamic people. And so, fine. And I'm number seven. Seven of nine. I'm number seven of nine. I'm number seven of eight. Ah, exactly. See? Seven. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, that's seven and seven. And that there's something really powerful about the number seven. But... I was talking to my mom, So, apologize for a digress for a minute. I was talking to my mom the other day about some things I'm processing through, and she said, I remember when you were a baby. And I said, Mom, I'm just really coming into my now about the power of my voice. And she said, I remember that the nurses used to fight of who was going to take care of you in the nursery. And when I had you, they wanted to take you away and they wanted to keep you. And she said, and I remember, this is Nana, one of my um, grandmother, Val, who passed away. She said, I remember going to her church when you were younger. She prophesied over your life. And she said, I'm going to watch this one. Mm. There's nine of us, mind you. Right. She said, this one right here has a special calling, has a special voice. Mm. And my mom was always like, okay, you know. Seven, be, I've had six others. Right? i have six others. Yeah. And then not only that when you start talking about when people start trying to whether place labels or they say that I'm going to prophesy over Mm -hmm. your children, or they're going to talk about what your divine calling and destiny is that she goes I heard, but I was like, okay, she said, but as you've grown into who you are today, more clearly than ever, I understand that. And she said, she's not the only one people have constantly have come and they've met you and encountered you and said, there's something special and unique and there's a powerful calling about. Her voice, mm-hmm. I didn't kind of get that. So growing up <clears throat> in the San Fernando Valley, growing up in Los Angeles, moving to San Bernardino, moving to that environment How on W Street when you moved to San Bernardino, I was twelve. Yeah, because I started, um, I started seventh grade. No, 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 no. Maybe I was maybe I was 11, ten or eleven. Gosh, because I started at Muscoy Elementary School, oh. and I started as a fifth grader. Mm. And so when I started as a fifth grader, it was very hard because coming from the big city (laughs) and coming to like, mom, they got tumbleweeds and people got animals in their yard. What the heck is going on here? What's Mm -hmm. happening? Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. But (laughs) and being in that, I was literally, it was like desert. (laughs) I was like, I thought my life was over. But going to the school, the work that was being done, I'm like, I did this already. So I would get my workbook from school and I didn't know that was our whole year work, but I went home and did it over the weekend. Oh, you did all, all of it. I did all of it. Oh, wow. So when I think back of my journey, I was always put in a space of, she's smart. So I always knew my role. Yeah. She's In my family, I got beautiful ones. We got savvy ones. But I knew I was a smart one. Well, let me stop you right there. Let me ask you this.
0: How did you feel? Mm-hmm about being quote unquote people you can't see me saying it but my quotes are in the air the smart one how were you treated
1: at school or with your friends well prior to moving to San Bernardino I wasn't the smartest kid in the room Mm -hmm. and I had a wake-up call when I went to West Valley CES which is a magnet school that's when I was Jewish-ish because all my friends (laughs) was Jewish (laughs) and uh, this was a high-powered intensity Mm -hmm. magnet school where they said you had to have certain grade up to get Mm -hmm. in and everybody there was smart right And I was like, not the smartest one. I was like, ooh, i got to step up my game a little bit. Um, But when I then moved, I remember just being made fun of Mm. for being smart. And I thought... Huh? Like what? What's going on? And so I sought solace in books. I was an Mm -hmm. avid reader, still an avid reader. And I love the adventures that the characters would have in books. So I just read, read, read all the time. I'd go home and I became heavily introverted. I would kind of go out Mm -hmm. to school, whatever else. But I really stayed to myself. And I love that. And even in my family, it was like being smart was okay, but it was still like something like, oh yeah, you'll be okay because you're smart. you smart. And, mm-hmm. and that was all, like it wasn't you were beautiful so I didn't realize just how flawless I was <laughs> until later because I was like, you're smart. All right. So I had a double-edged sword. hmm I knew I was a smart one yeah. but I would never consider myself to be beautiful or attractive mm-hmm. or none of that. Right. It was like, she's smart. Wow. And that was the, 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 the track How did it make you on. feel? Like emotionally,
0: how did, I feel, did you feel?
1: I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of, t- I'm thinking back to a couple of moments, especially at, at Muscle, when I think about a mutual friend, remember Erica Thompson. Uh-huh. And I remember when I first met her, she did not like me. <laughs> she didn't like me. She
0: ain't listening, and y'all. She ain't
1: listening. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, and I didn't care. I like being smart. Yeah. I love being smart. I didn't like being smart. Oh, and my gosh. I felt different. So that's why I asked. Yeah, I see I I liked it. I thought that this okay, there was nine of us and I was like, (laughs) somebody got they all fine. My my sisters and brothers be stopping traffic and everything else. At least I was smart, you know? (laughs) And so I I loved it. Yeah. I felt so good being smart. But here's the part that um, I had shared in doing a different interview that the shame in being smart did not come from outside. It came from my inside. It came from my own mother. Mm. And my mom was brilliant. Yeah. She didn't finish high school. She got married early, had children. And she, as I got older, it's like she resented the fact that I was living a life that she wanted That she wanted, and she would say things to me and do things to me where I didn't want to speak. And, and now I am a speaker. People are mm-hmm. used to hearing me talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't realize that I didn't usually talk to a lot of people. I just sat back and watched mm. and I absorbed a lot and I loved watching because every time I would say something, I wasn't thinking about being smart. I was just adding my own opinion because I love to think. So, mm. That's the part of the smartness. I love. I love to think. Yeah. I can sit all day and just think about all kinds of stuff. Right. And so my mom would do things like when we'd have a conversation and I'd go, hey, did you think about this? I'm just, just. Right. I'm 12, 13, 14, 15. And she was like, you think you know everything. And she would really just blast me Mm. about it. So the hurt came from family hurt. Right. Came from my mom who should be very proud of me. You're too bougie. You ever hear that? Um... (laughs) I didn't really hear my, I hear (laughs) that much about being bougie. I've heard the word that you're condescending. Mm. And I thought, where do they do that at? I I said, do you understand, again, and then not realizing initially that, I said, do you understand what the word condescending means? (laughs) Because to be condescending means I have to think I'm better. And there's nothing about me. Right. Okay. That thinks I'm better yeah. than you. And so right then and there, they went on a whole nother track because the way I, yeah. I put it. So I had to kind of learn <laughs> how <laughs> to put it back out. Yeah. But in that conversation too with others is that I had to own my own truth mm-hmm. and accept me for who I am. Right. And this started as from elementary school, from middle school, like I said, to high school. And I had an own. I remember, what, Mrs. Whatever drinks Bacardi, so why should we be tardy? (laughs) Um, And I had my own guidance counselor tell me uh, when I had got some special offers and scholarships and I wanted to go to San Diego State instead, and she's like, shouldn't you just go to Cal State San Bernardino? You can get in there. Or maybe you should go to community college. Now, here I am, an international baccalaureate, honor student for four years, and you're telling me that I am not enough. Right. So... I've always had this battle and to prove and I had to learn to stop trying to prove myself Mm -hmm. and own my own truth and struggle with that. And so on the journey, I got really clear about number one. Dina, you are smart, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I tell people, I'm a nerd. I'm just fabulous. Hey! <laughs> you know, and, and, and even being an educator, part of this journey, being an educator and a school administrator and sharing that with other people that look like me and that don't. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be smart because this is the people that are going to rule the world. I'm a problem solver. Right. And I, and I love that, but I had to love me, and then I began a really intensive journey about teaching other people how to love me. Mm. Because I had to love myself first though. Right.
0: So how did you do that? Right. Because this week I left, I I, I put a video up Mm -hmm. and I talked about how these gurus, right? Because we don't want to be called gurus. Absolutely. They tell you what to do. Yes. Versus how to do it. Absolutely. So when you talk about loving yourself. Yes. What specifically did you do to love yourself?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question because <laughs> we are such kindred spirits not being yeah. friends from forever because I'm about the how. Right. Okay. All right, you got that point, but let's talk the how. Let's talk yep. about the actual steps you put in place mm-hmm. today yep. to begin to make a change and make a make a shift. Mm-hmm. But to I'll, I'll back that up a little bit because we go through highs and lows and valleys and through our life and through our journey and I've been divorced twice. And in my last marriage... You almost like J-Lo. Just
0: kidding. Okay, I like to throw okay, in don't, little don't, funny don't, things. Don't be there. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> J-Lo like is fine. j is fine. She like it, y'all. She like, don't, it, she like, she I, don't I, get offended. No, she knows No, not me. at all. I would she love that. It. I would love <laughs>
1: that. And so, I remember my ex-husband... Which one? <laughs> The last one. The last one. Number two, he, y'all. He that should be nameless. <laughs> number you know, two. call him number two. And and what I learned, and this is part of the how.
0: She's an awesome, guys. So don't I, don't think it was her.
1: <laughs> no, that was me. There was some parts that was me. <laughs> is that in this process and even sharing and talking about it, I had to tell people that it's my story. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you these other people because remember my mom told me that you give the power away I had to take it back but I had to own it Mm -hmm. I had to own the parts that were me so when I'm speaking about people it's not about being elusive but you know what it's not about them it's about me Mm -hmm. but when I sat at the table with him prior to us just really saying okay it's gonna be over I've been going through a lot of different stuff a lot of emotional abuse mental abuse he wasn't physical to me but that Mm -hmm. emotional space I began to forget who I was Right. and so I was like, okay, how do I own this? How do I still be proud of being smart? He would would just go on and on and on about me not being a great mom and and that I'm choosing a job over him and the different, all kinds of stuff that he would do. Um, But then he was great in other areas. And then he'd take care of other areas. But we sat at the table, and I will never forget, this is a transitional moment for me to my how. Mm -hmm. And I just prayed. I said, God, I don't want this divorce to be about me. Yeah. thinking that I'm better. I need to see more. The grass is greener. I need to know, do I fight it out mm-hmm. or do what? And I recall sitting there at the table and he and I were having a conversation and it was like a switch killed on. And he just poured out so much hatred toward me. Wow. How much he hated me. He disliked me. He said me. the word Yes. Hate and he disliked me, that I think that I'm better than everybody, and he had really just um, hadn't hadn't liked me, and he went back years. Now, this is like 2000, gosh, where are we at now? 14, 13, 14, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, since 2008, 9, and this happened, and I haven't really felt the same. I mean, he just went in, and I was sinking lower and lower in this chair, in this house that my money bought. But that's Mm. another story. Right. And he just kept going at me. And then he said, you know what? You're just stupid. You're the stupidest woman I've ever met. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. When I tell you I was sinking, 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 I popped up out that chair so quick. And I said, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Because what I knew, be yeah, had a shadow of a I wasn't stupid. I wasn't stupid, <laughs> right? right? All these years, everybody been telling me I was, I'm very smart. And I know. Yeah. I'm gifted. And so when he said that to me, I started, and he went on for a few months, and then it was like a switch went off, and he, something else came over him, and he just started talking, goes, you know, I just really love you. Almost as like if he never spent an hour talking about me. He goes, I just really love you. Oh, And I was sitting there going, but he, just he called you stupid? It was like he didn't even know.
0: And mm. so I said,
1: "Okay, Dina, what are you going to do? What is what is your how? Yeah. What what is your what's your next steps?" And so I began to make a conscious choice that I was going to choose me mm. first, mm-hmm. first before Xavier, my son that I love very much, before anyone else. I was going to choose me first, and when I chose when I choose me first, that means I have more to give to everybody else. Right. And
0: when, it's like that thing on the on the airplane, right? Yes. Put, put on your, your mask first. Put on your mask first, so you can help
1: someone else. Right. But because I'm extra like that, I actually sat down and wrote some specific goals to go with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, I'm going to love myself on purpose, with purpose every day. Mm -hmm. Because I want to live my best life today. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm dreaming of a good life and I want to live. No, today, every day, I want to live the best life I can today. So I wrote five foci (laughs) down. Personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, I wrote it down. And then next to those, I gonna action items. Right. So what does it look like for me to love myself Mm -hmm. and to own my truth? Okay. Personally make intentional choices about what's best for me. That means saying no to things that are not in alignment to what I'm called to do Mm -hmm. and that I don't have a joy about doing. Right. I literally wrote that down. Second, what does it look like physically three times to go out in nature, and walk yeah. during the week. I mean, um, emotionally, mentally. Now, I do um, prayer and devotional every morning. Yep. So the first part of my morning, you have 20 minutes. I mean, I literally wrote down every yep. single action, that intentionality factor. And to include something that, especially as women we don't do, that you will take a bath, a bubble bath, once a week. Yeah. With bath bombs and candles. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> wrote it down scheduled it so the how is i didn't just write it down on yep. my board yep. i didn't put on my vision board board i scheduled, scheduled it. it and it's sacred time on my calendar right and i said if i don't start choosing me first mm-hmm. how in the heck is anyone else going to, to start putting me at a, as a priority because i don't want them to put me first in their life i want them to put themselves first jesus first Jesus for well, and right, here's no. that, <laughs> by putting myself first, Jesus is a part of it, because I'm part of it's it, part, all, yeah. it's all in that. Yep. that, that's like a non-negotiable right. piece to me, mm-hmm. and then you people keep burning themselves out, because they think, oh, God wanted me, no, he didn't, mm-hmm. he wants you to love on you, he wants you to have self-care, he wants you to do that, so that you can devote the time to him, exactly. so I said, the, my morning starts with prayer, mm-hmm. meditation devotional, that's how it starts, every morning, Monday through Sunday, right. and it's calendared, Right. Or if I open my phone right now, show you my calendar, you'll see the block of time Right. that's in there. So that's the how. how yep. is start actually putting action steps yep. to the things that you wish. You can only live the life you're committed to live.
0: You can on- I, I, That is like super perfect. You can <laughs> only live the life that you're committed. And I think, so thinking about where you've come from, yes. you know, this, this, this month is about the struggle to right. success. And, you know, I've talked to a person who came from an abusive life. I've talked to a person who had a stroke, Mm, right? right. And he was able to come back from that. And talking to you, just thinking about, you know, the divorces and just the life that you have being bust Mm -hmm. somewhere.
1: Talk about the work of being, you know, being a school administrator in a very... um, environment that I told I was like working in a pit of vipers Wow and that the way my my philosophy the way that I led was so um different than the expectation that it said so there's I, I tell people I've been through some things and thank God I don't look like what I've been through right you know mm-hmm. to do that so dealing with that I love that really I mean <laughs> oh, let me stop you there. I love that thank <laughs> God I don't look like what I've been through I, and I and I tell people that mm-hmm. I said I've been through some things and it was really funny that I had a business meeting the other day. And so this um, prospective client, we we're talking about some things and he was saying he was sharing a little bit about me to one of his colleagues. And so as I was talking to him about some things I've done, he just kept looking with this perplexed look on his face and he goes, I don't want to ask, but I'm still trying to figure out how you've done all of this. And he wants to know how old I was, mm. but he didn't want to ask. Right. And I said, you realize that I've been doing this and he said, I have been telling everybody that, oh, you got to meet her. She's probably early 30s. Mm-hmm. I said, bless you, boo. Bless you, boo. <laughs> I said, but no, I said, I'm closer to 50. Right. I said, I'm closer to 50 than 40. Exactly. And I said, I'm, I'm right there with you. Right. And I said, I'm mm-hmm. so thankful mm-hmm. that I don't look like what I've been through because I've been through some things. Mm-hmm. But here's the message that God just poured into my spirit. And I keep share this every single day. He said, for the path that I have for you right now, and for the, the job that I need you to do, the next level of your calling, you had to have a clear understanding of what it was like. Because I was like, I'm not being punked. because this is not my life. <laughs> and can I have my old life back? And right. he said, you can get that old life back, but wait till you see what I have in store for you. Yeah. And it was it was, it was was that. And he said, you can't help the people you need to help. You can't do what you need to do. You can't rise to the levels you need to rise through if you've never been through anything. Right. And he says, so everything that you've been through has prepared you for such a time as now. Mm-hmm. And so the struggles, the the environments, the work environment, having a male, one of my parents, who's about six, four, big husky guy, sit there in my office and say, I ain't leaving. I ain't moving. Take his jacket off and say, I ain't going nowhere till you tell me X, Y, and Z. Right. And I had to call the police to come and get him out of my office. Right. So I told you, I've been through some things. Right. Thank God I don't look like that. Thank God you don't look like that.
0: When I think about social media Ooh. and the portrayal of, oh, this we've we, we talked about this, the B-roll. Yes. You know, the B-roll. It, the b reel, Guys, if you don't know what that is, that's showing the Hollywood sign in a movie. Yes. Showing Rodeo Drive in a movie. Yes. But what's truly going on behind yes. that? And you've shared what, what, what has been going on behind that. Where are you now? Thinking about the success and the joy, right? I posted something recently about happiness versus joy. Yes. And when I look at you now, you guys can see it. We are in person, but, and I've, I've known you, I don't even know all my life, pretty much. It feels like that. Day near all my life, but I see a joy. Yes. In you versus happiness. Yes. So how did, how, you know, what are you, how, how are you relishing Ah. in the happiness
1: I am just like. Oh, joy, sorry. I, the, the fun joy. part is is that I don't know if you saw today, earlier, and this is, y'all, this is totally unscripted. I wrote choose joy <laughs> <Yeah>. on Instagram.
0: <laughs> so y'all know joy and, versus happiness. I mean, happy, I mean, hap- I mean joy. Because I'm so, a uh, point about is joy. That
1: I realize that I love me, and if you do, it's a bonus. <laughs> I give zero tits. Right. If somebody else... She means zero fucks. I'll say the fuck (laughs) part. (laughs) If someone thinks I'm XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And that's the how. When we talk about Mm -hmm. how did I get to the point and start loving myself from the inside out. I start doing the inner work. Mm -hmm. And I study a lot about neuroscience and how the brain works. And from a cellular level of how we impact it with our thoughts.
0: With our thoughts. And
1: it's the mind. And people say... And I said, I'm going to do a TED Talk. Now, I will say this. My TED Talk is called, Who the Fuck is They? uh, (laughs) I love that title. Right. Who who the fuck fuck is they? they? And really, they is you. Yeah. They is you beating yourself up. And so Mm -hmm. when I realized, like you said, well, how did you feel? Mm -hmm. And when we go back to our feelings, we go Mm -hmm. back to our thoughts, Mm -hmm. is that we're the ones that were the trigger Mm -hmm. for that. So when you look at people, you like wonder why they're so you know they're so unbothered. Right. It's because their thoughts—they're not—they don't care about—they don't—they really don't. Right. And so I said, well, how do I get that? That allows me to give more. Mm -hmm. I had to operate from a full cup, Mm. and I don't want to have resentment. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking like, oh, I just did that for her, and I still got all this other stuff. So guess what I do now, honey? Let me go ahead and finish what I'm working on. Right. And when I have some time available, book it on the calendar. I'll come and help you out. Right. The old Dina would have been like, mm. let me go help you do all your stuff. Right. I'm staying up all night, bags underneath my eyes. I'm burnt out. My stuff looked like a hot mess. I've been showing up as a bastardized version of myself. Right. And, because I was trying to help you. Right. So what it looks like the how was choosing me. And what you have to realize mm. is that every yes has a corresponding no. Mm-hmm. Okay. hmm <laughs> Who are you getting ready to say yes to? Mm-hmm. And I decided, I'm going to say yes to Dina. Right. And then by saying yes to Dina, it allows me to say more yeses to other people because now I have so much joy, I have so much energy, I have so much passion and willingness mm-hmm. to support people and help people, which is what I'm called to do. Yep. You know, so it, it, it just started with me. The best example, explanation and, and what I'm doing now is that start with me and you don't always need a sidekick to star in your movie to be a hero. <laughs>
0: And that's so freaking perfect. (laughs) You don't always need a sidekick, right? Mm -mm. Because if I think about, people think of joy or success in different, you know, everyone has their ideal of what success looks like. And I just think about your journey, right? Coming from Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. being bused to a different school. I mean...
1: There are not,
0: and I—I I don't mean to y'all be a you all even even—y'all don't even
1: have a rest of the E Hollywood story. Y'all going exactly. to have to buy the book. You have to buy the, you book. Have to buy the book. We only
0: give a little teasers here. Yes, got to buy the book. But when I think about the number of Black women that I know, yes, that I can call Doctor.
1: Oh, say it again. I'm gonna
0: throw it out there. Doctor Dina Ooh. Brown, Dina C Brown, and Doctor Yolanda Hardman.
1: Oh, I know. That's my other boo. Those are
0: the only two women that I know that mm-hmm. I grew up with. That have been able to leave where we came from, right? Where we came from, and that doctorate ain't easy. That's why I ain't got no, it. Ain't I got easy. an MBA, but I ain't got a doctor because I don't want to write. You got a doctor. I don't want to write
1: that thesis. She got a doctorate <laughs> in common sense <laughs> and research but and I'm, sales and strategies. I'm <laughs> just saying, though. But the the the, the
0: commitment mm-hmm. that you had to put in mm-hmm. to become where you are to raise a son without his by myself, without his dad, yeah. Right? I mean, and you guys don't know the whole story. No. You know, make sure you go onto her website. Yes. What is your website?
1: Oh, okay, you can go. Number one, the best thing is to follow me at Dr. Dina Speaks. Yes. D R D E E N A S P E A K S on Instagram, actually, and on Twitter. Um, That's the best way to stay in the know and grow. And on there, you can always go to my bio and click on that little link tree hookup and see what's going on and what I have new. Um, in. My um, baby Pumpkin, who getting ready to send off. I'm going to be an empty nester, y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be an empty nester um, to see yep. that. And you understand like the wow, how do we get here? Is that um, Xavier was brought to me and gifted to me at a time where I needed him the most. And his name, Xavier Alexander, means savior, defender of the people. Wow. And um, he saved my life. Yeah. He saved my life. And I actually started the doctoral program when he was one years old. Wow. Cause I, I, number one, I always knew I wanted to have a doctorate, but the motivation to create a new life and to have this other human being that I was responsible for, um, to just really be proud and say, that's my mom mm-hmm.
0: was,
1: was really important. And I wanted to start early cause I wanted to be in his life later on, not to be working through some other stuff, but that journey to get to the now or get the road to the PhD was not always easy. Um, it was easier for me than others yeah. because my, that's the way my brain works. Right. It wasn't hard and um, for me. And people are like, you didn't? It wasn't because I just love to think. That's what well, y'all, I'm really, really a nerd. <laughs> and I just loved, I just loved that, that part. But when I got to the end, I remember I carried around my research for a year, had it all finished, stats, done everything, and I just couldn't do the final chapter. I went home and said, okay, what are you doing? Why are you tripping? And I took a couple of days off work. And I literally wrote the last chapters, did the revisions, and submitted it to, to defend. Wow. And I defend it without corrections, which is almost unheard of. Wow. And and knowing all of that and speaking to you about that really brings me joy now because to be honest with you, there was a lot of shame even after I finished. Mm, why? Because when people had to call me doctor, mm-hmm. they thought I was different. Mm. And I'd always was different. You know, she's an African American, young, dynamic, beautiful, fabulous diva. And now she got a doctorate. And so when I would walk in the room, especially certain rooms, it was like that doctor was another cross the bear. That's how I mm. thought for a while. So I said, the power of your mind. And I never told people I had a PhD. Wow. I didn't tell them anything. I just kind of walk in and people would find out. They go, wait a minute, wait, wait, you have a doctorate. Right. Because if I said, Oh, I'm Dr. Brown outside of work now again because i worked in education Mm -hmm. they called me dr brown some people didn't want to but they did but outside of that they start to talk funny they would then like act funny around me i'm like okay i take the trash out do right Right. and they thought i was supposed to have certain airs yeah and that's so much not like me Mm -hmm. that i then played down and decided to play smaller Wow. To make people more comfortable. Make them more comfortable. Yes. And that was part mm-hmm. of the journey to say, well, you know what? I earned this. I spent months away from my child to right. get to this point. And I'm not there anymore. But I was, I mean, for a lot of years right. I was. And I had somebody come and tell me and said, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to call you Dr. Brown every time I see you. And now they call me Dr. Dina. Yeah. A lot. They said, because there's other young women that look like you. Yep. That need to know this, mm-hmm. see this, and you provide that motivation, that hope, that inspiration for them. Yeah. So I'm gonna call you Dr. Brown, yep. and you're gonna and I never thought about it like that. Right.
0: But that's that's why I said you, and and again, everybody's everybody's stick of success mm-hmm. is different. Right. Right. And and I say. And as i think about our conversations and if i think about my life people will look at me and say oh my god you're so successful you make (laughs) all this money blah 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 but you know what i realize money it doesn't mean shit. no like i can tell y'all and i've said this before and i hate to say it but i I think the audience needs to understand you know i make a really good living yes as a black female yes being a vice president of sales i make a really good living but guess what that doesn't mean anything. And what I want want people to know is, when I die, what are people going to say about Ooh, me? Oh, the
1: significance, what's that legacy?
0: Yeah, but but for me, yeah. I look at you yeah. and I look at Yolanda, and I say they become doctors, <laughs> right? And it the, it's it's not just the words; it's the work.
1: All right. And I and I'm sitting here kind of smiling because, Nene, honestly. I it's been a many year. I mean, what I get got a doctorate in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I tell people, oh, I ain't new to this game. I'm just true to this game, <laughs> you know. Because there's a lot more black females and and men also getting doctorates, yeah. you know. And I'm celebrating with them. And I but was, where we came from, where we came from, that's different. That's different. It's different. It's not. And where I didn't know people from. were watching. I yeah. didn't even phantom people were watching. So I'll yeah. get little inbox messages, right. And they'll say, like, you inspiring me. I'm watching I'm Like, what? You watching me? <laughs> like, because here's the thing no, they won't comment on a post. Right. They, they don't like it. it. <laughs> they don't see like your mine. child bus fare money. Right. They <laughs> don't do nothing. But I've had in probably the last couple of months when I started being true to my calling mm-hmm. and really showing up and utilizing the power of my voice, mm-hmm. that I've got a lot more inbox messages mm-hmm. of, and I don't put that on social media. I don't publish that. Mm-hmm. And I, I honor it, and I use that for my own um, treasury box. So right. yeah, I'm asking about the how. Mm-hmm. The days when I'm feeling lower than low, I go to that treasury box, right? And I pull that back out again, right? And I read their words that speak life into me. Yeah. And so I've learned to surround myself. And use discernment to cull the herd. You'll see me say that a lot, cull the herd, <laughs> yes. and surround myself by people who truly are on Team Dina. Right. And if you're not, then by Felicia, by Felipe, by Cousin Lupe. Right. You got to go. Bye Pablo. Bye Pablo <laughs> and Tyrone. Exactly. All y'all got to go. Right. And that's the how. That's the how. Is that being intentional
0: mm-hmm. about you. And they hear me say that a lot. My words are, you, you. Talk, I talk <laughs> about intentional. All the time. See? And it's so important to be intentional. And I think about, again, being, I'm like, man, I got a cousin that's a doctor. You know, hey, if you listening. But Dr. Yolanda Hardman, Dr. Dina, like, for me, for where I came from, I'm like, oh, high five, girl. Because not only did you take, you didn't do one year of college, Mm -mm. two years, three years, or four years. Mm -mm. We did, you did something that, People where we come from,
1: yeah, didn't do right. Which is why I don't go back there very often. Yeah, is that there's just this cloud and halo of depression over mm-hmm. San Bernardino, mm-hmm. and and I say this um, not to put any anyone there that's down. I've gone to my my sister that's a ranch. I mean, my family's out there, right. but years ago I didn't go back because when I would visit, when I started entering the area, it was a spirit mm-hmm. of over it, mm-hmm. and you just felt depressed. Yeah. And it is not, it wasn't my, I wasn't called to go and create that shift there. Because I'll go do a change. Yeah, but I never felt that push to go into that community and start galvanizing it and, yep. and changing it. Now some people are, yep. and I got you with that, but that wasn't yep. mine, you yep. know? And so I've learned to the other, how mm-hmm. is I've learned to champion the causes that are aligned to Your my purpose. purpose. Not just because yeah. they're a great idea. Right Cause now. Okay. Now, Side note, pet peeve, why you keep hitting me up for all your little fundraisers, all your little this, <laughs> your birthday gift? I didn't give you a birthday gift last year or 20 years. Why am I going to donate on behalf of your birthday this year right. when I ain't never talked to you? That's true. I'm just saying, like, so with with all of that, I I learned the joy that you see is that I had to learn to say, okay, make this choice. And at the end of the day, maybe it was the best choice, but I made it with the purest of heart. Mm-hmm. and the greatest of intention yep. and so I'm good with that yes. and so I say what was the opportunity of this what what can I learn from it mm-hmm. if it did not turn out the way I want it to right. so I've just kind of learned to really think differently mm-hmm. about everything yeah. every aspect of my life
0: yeah I think about San Bernardino and I went back even, this was before my MBA I went back and spoke to a class mm-hmm. and I talked about what do they what do you want to be and a lot of the kids in the class said I want to be a rapper mm. I want to be a ball player I want to be a blah, blah. And I wasn't making the money I make now, right? But my heart is there.
1: Yes, it is. That's why I said your heart is there. My
0: heart is in San Bernardino to help them understand that you don't need to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a ball player. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a stripper, whatever Mm -hmm. the words are. Um, Because you can be, if you, to your point, Mm -hmm. if you're intentional Mm -hmm. with what you want to be and how you want to provide for your family, then all those other things don't matter. Right. And I just, for again, those that do help our community, I want to give them a high five. Absolutely. Because I, my heart is San Bernardino. Right. Right. But we all have gifts. To, to Dina's point, your the success that we have is all incumbent upon where you think God has led you to do. Right. Right. Because we think about a tree, all the branches on the tree. I love trees for some reason. I got <laughs> a fascination with trees. Y'all don't even know this, but a fascination with trees because they share nutrients amongst each other. <laughs> ah, There's all these ah. things y'all don't know about trees, but I have this thing about trees and being one of the branches to help those that don't understand right. that from your struggle from mm-hmm. Los Angeles to San Bernardino mm-hmm. to Muscogee Elementary School mm-hmm. to where you are, Dr. C. Dina Brown mm-hmm. to have books or books, you know, you are part of the John Maxwell team. Right. You are mentors to John Maxwell. Y'all know that dude is a, the beast, right? He's a beast. Like <laughs> to to be in that circle of influence, mm-hmm. to me, it's just it warms my heart. Aww, it truly warms my heart. And to think about from going from struggle to success, y'all know we can go on and on. We are at forty two minutes. Y'all know I'm about forty five minute kind of girl. <laughs> but I want to just say thank you so much for coming on. And what y'all don't know is. Dr. Dina C. Brown and I ah! are starting a Facebook group. Yes. It's going to be called Just Move. So you guys look out for that. Absolutely. We're going to start that, and we just think that we have so much to share. Is there, Absolutely. To get it, you to move. Get you to move.
1: And that, and that's what, in an in, in enclosure, because there's three things that, Every person that's looking to, to be successful needs—they need clarity, mm-hmm. they need confidence, and they need consistency. Right. And compounded consistency will get you to move farther than you can ever even imagine, like yep. compounded interest yep. on anything. And so that's what you need to get very clear about who you are, what you're called to do, and who be you're called to serve. Doing it. And so that you can be confident yep. in how you show up. And once you have that confidence and that clarity, then you can show up and be consistent. Right. Think of any point of your life that didn't work, yes. one of those three were missing. <laughs> that's true. So, that's true.
0: So, I want to thank you out Dina, Dr. Hey. Dina C Brown. She has a podcast Make sure walking through glass, yes. check out her podcast. It's awesome. Your daily dose of Dr. D.
1: Oh, your daily dose of vitamin, Dr. D. Everybody needs I a miss the sunshine in life, baby. So check
0: out if she really just gives <laughs> us tidbits. Sometimes it's fifteen minutes, sometimes it's thirty. It just depends on the what you need that day. So go ahead and check it out. And I appreciate you joining us, Dr. Dina C. Brown. Hey,
1: thank you. Bye, for people. Me.
0: Bye. Was that fun or what? Dina and I have uh, been friends since, man, I, I keep saying seventh grade. It might have been a little bit uh, longer for that. So again, I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. It was real as, can, real as can be. I didn't edit not one thing. So hopefully there wasn't too much stuff that we said that was cray cray. So please, again, share this with a friend. I appreciate all of you continuing to listen.
1: And I look forward to next month's conversation. Bye.